Hello, welcome to the 719 Nuggets podcast. This is the Denver Nuggets 2023-2024 season week three recap. And there was three games happening this week against the Pelicans, the Warriors, and the Rockets. And let's get into that. All right, now I wanted to get into the, what I think is the theme of the week before we start talking about the games. And really that is just Jamal Murray's injury and who will fill in minutes that he's leaving behind, who will fill up the stats he's leaving behind, and who will move into taking his position as a starter and who will become the backup. Now, the starter ended up becoming Reggie Jackson, and the backup ended up being Colin Gillespie. We'll get a little bit more into the intricacies of how they played later, but just know that really a lot of this week was just Jamal Murray is out. What do the Nuggets do without him? So the Pelicans game. It happened on Monday, November 6th, and it was a 134-116 to win by the Nuggets, where the Nuggets outscored the Pelicans by 75 points to 45 points in the second half. So basically, the Nuggets just came out in the second half and just dominated the entire time, which was really fun to watch. Um, the game was a little bit bleak to begin with, though. Uh, the Pelicans were hitting, it felt like, all their shots. They had, a, I think, a rookie who was just lights out from three the entire time. Um, I think I drafted something like that. And then the Nuggets just were not hitting the shots at the same pace. The starters usually are very dominant, especially in the first quarter on offense. This time, a little cooler, and the Pelicans were able to just kind of keep up. A lot of teams, that's kind of a way to beat the Nuggets, is if you can keep up with their first quarter onslaught, then you can kind of maintain with them the rest of the game. You might be able to squeak out a win. Uh, and that's kind of what I was thinking about this game as we were going through it. Um, and then Nikola Jokic just decided that he doesn't think losing is fun. Um, so he ended up with a 35-14-12 for a 35-point triple-double. And he, I feel kind of bad for Jokic because I have done a pretty bad job really expressing how good of a player he's been recently. He's been on a tear. I, He has been carrying the Nuggets very hard. And now that Jamal Murray is gone uh, with injury, he is stepping up more. And I really don't understand how he could get better. Um, he's two-time MVP, finals MVP. This year I was like, he might win MVP. I don't know, whatever. I think he could. But it's somehow he's playing better. And I don't really know how he's playing better. He just is. He's just scoring more. He's passing more. He's getting more rebounds. He just looks better than everyone else out there by another step, which is, is crazy. Another thing is also that Aaron Gordon is a lot of the soul of this team. The reason why I felt like the Nuggets were able to come back into this game was that Aaron Gordon had this really great block early in the third quarter that really started the comeback. The Nuggets were trickling in points up to that point, and they were kind of going back and forth with the Pelicans. But Aaron Gordon had a really big block on the um, Pelicans' big man, Jonas Valachunas, and that basically was like, I know this team is now going to win. The Nuggets, they blocked that, and immediately there was just this energy that the Nuggets had, and it was like, yeah, that game, the game's over. I don't, I don't, I've seen enough to know the game is just done. And the Nuggets were trailing at this point, I'm pretty sure. So, I mean, it was, it just kind of felt like over for me, but there was still a lot of game to play. Now, who filled in the roles for the rest of the game? Jamal Murray's out. MPJ did. He is scoring like crazy right now. He's putting up his numbers, and... It, he's actually kind of think flowing with the offense a little bit more. He doesn't kind of disappear now. He's just kind of getting a steady diet of, of points and the ball and stuff like that, which I think is kind of strange. I don't know if Jamal Murray ices him out specifically, or maybe it's just the way Jamal Murray will run the offense. I'm not really sure, but MPJ with Jamal Murray out right now is he's putting up the stats to, to come back for Jamal Murray's injury. Um, and this was the Julian Strother breakout game. If you missed it, you missed quite a showing. Julian Strother had scored 20 points up to this point in his career in this game, and he scored 21 in this game. So he more than doubled his career points per game, points in one game, and he just exploded from three. He was shooting 
like crazy. I've, I've said it before, he is going to shoot and he's going to make it. He is a shooter. That's all he does. He scores. He's got enough size to play defense, but he's just thinking about scoring. I, I think that's just all it is. And really, it was just amazing to see, um, you know, him being able to step up is really big. You know, Murray's gone. As I said, Murray's gone, and that's just, we need that time. We need those minutes. Um, the other thing is that Reggie Jackson, I think, had a really, really great game. He stepped into the starting role, and honestly, he's not Murray. He's never going to be Murray. But he had four assists with no turnovers. That's a great, great, great job. I mean, no turnovers in a game when you're a point guard is, is I think, every time that's a very, that's a good game for a point guard. He was also plus 16. Which, if you don't know what plus 16 is, there's a box plus minus score, which basically, if you're plus 16, that means when you're on the court, you outscore the team by, you outscore the other team by 16 points. It's a little bit of, um, some people don't really like the stack because it can be kind of noisy. It can be just a certain player on the team, on a team with a lot of really high scoring players, stuff like that. But I think it's still indicative of really one thing is that when you're on the court, you are scoring more than the other team, and that means that you are doing, you are outperforming the other team when you're playing. And Reggie, has been doing well. He's been filling in those spots. He's been make, getting those assist numbers. And with Murray gone, it's huge. We really need that. There's been a lot of years where our backup point guard, it, well, I mean, Monte Morris is a backup point guard, and he did a great job for the Nuggets during Monterey's injury. But when we don't have a backup point guard, we haven't really had a strong one. You know, after Monte Morris's departure, it's a little bit, you know, you get nervous. You get nervous. Having a point guard is really important. We have Nikola Jokic, who is a point center, but still you need, he can't play 48 minutes a game. I think everyone would love for him to be able to play 48 minutes a game, but I just don't think he's ever going to do that. Um, then the next thing was that Colin Gillespie stepped in for Reggie Jackson as the backup point guard. So Colin Gillespie, I think it's safe to assume, is the third string point guard at this point. So Reggie moved to the, start, to the first string, Colin moved to the second string. And Colin Gillespie did a great job. Um, I... I, I think he did it. He was, I think, a little timid this game. The first game he came out, he had a really good game. He showed out uh, when Jamal Murray actually got injured. He played kind of part of the game. And he's playing a lot of his minutes with the starters, and Reggie plays with the bench. And I, I really curious about that. I've started to call that, like, the reverse stagger, where we have one bench player playing with the starters, and Colin is doing, he's just playing that role well, and it's really nice to be able to see that. And in the postgame, uh, press conference, Nikola Jokic basically said that he thinks Colin needs to be more aggressive for his own personal confidence, that he needs to be looking for his own, for his own things more often, which is kind of a funny thing to hear from Nikola Jokic. He's kind of preaches humility, and he was like, no, he needs to be more aggressive. He needs to go for out for his own stuff. I think it's a little interesting thing because Nikola Jokic, when asked about Julian Strother's performance, said that he did good, but I think he also needs to remember that when he's scoring, other people are open, basically saying that Julian Strother needs to pass the ball more sometimes and look for other people when he's also going to get other people involved. So, that. so I just, this game was a fun game. It was just um, pure enjoyment. And I think one of the weirdest stats that I noticed from this game is that Peyton Watson was a plus 16. I don't remember him really doing anything, but apparently he was really good. I mean, he probably got a block or two. I don't have the stats in front of me, but... He's, yeah, it's, this game was kind of the, all the young players showing out, really showing that they are capable of doing a lot of things, and that's a really good sign for us. The bench is continuing to show at this point, which, you know, we can only hope for so much with the bench, but they're kind of outperforming what we might think of these expectations. So then, that brings us to the Warriors on Wednesday, November 8th. 
the Warriors, um, we ended up winning this game 108 to 105 in a pretty ugly win. Um, the Warriors and the Nuggets are basically the two top Western Conference teams at the moment. They're both doing really well. And really, I think a lot of that is just they're both two teams that have a lot of, of um, cohesion and just kind of over the years are continuing to do the same thing. Nuggets core is the same. Warriors core is the same from last year. And I think they're kind of keeping able to produce in some way. And also it's the Warriors. They're a good team. And the Nuggets just won the championship. So this game should have been a good game. And it was a good game. But it was ugly. These were two teams that both look looked pretty tired. The Nuggets at this point had been going through a grueling schedule. Um, I think probably the worst stretch of their entire schedule for the season. So it just a ton of games. I mean, the Nuggets have played, I think, more games than any other team at this point. And they were in first in the West just because they've played. They've won more games than any other people have actually that some teams have actually really played. So it's kind of impressive, but it's also kind of... Nuggets are winning, but also they're tired, and it's clear. Nikola Jokic looked gassed this game, and all those bench confidence that we had grown from the Pelicans game almost washed away immediately in this game. Nikola Jokic was tired because he was just carrying the bench. Um, the lineup that I like to call is Jokic and the Youngins, which is basically Jokic and four young players together. And Jokic tried to carry their bodies through offense, but it was basically just give Jokic the ball and let him post someone up and try to score. And that will wear out any player, no matter how good they are. Jokic, he can only, he can score 60 points if he probably wants to, but you don't want to make him do that, and that's what the bench was going to make him do because the bench felt a little bit inept on offense. Now, there was some other silver linings with this game. This was a game between the Warriors and the Nuggets that was also both teams are missing key players. The Warriors are missing Draymond Green because of personal reasons. I don't remember why. And the Nuggets are, have injuries. But it's still kind of an even match, and so we're really coming into keying this game. I don't like that. All right, so this is the second game with Reggie in the starting unit. How does he do? I think he still does great. I saw some people uh, last week talking about how Reggie Jackson is just Will Barton 2.0. I really think that is incorrect. They play very different games. People just think they see a long, lanky guard that they think shoots and dribbles too much, and they like, that guy, I don't like him. I say he, he does dribble quite a bit, a lot more than other players, but I don't think he is an... I don't think he's worse than Will... I don't think he's Will Barton. I really don't. I think Bones Highland last year was closer to Will Barton's, I think, Will Barton than uh, Reggie Jackson is this year. And he's still controlling just to be solid. He's... Um, showing up well in these games. He's showing up to be clutch. And to be honest, he's earning that big government nickname that he has. He's bailing us out a little bit. It's kind of weird that your bench, you know, your backup point guard is bailing you out in the four quarters, but he kind of is sometimes. And he's really stepping up, just providing everything the team needs without being a liability on defense. And when you're filling in for a starting role as a backup, in my opinion, that's all you got to do is just connect the dots where they need it and don't be a liability on defense. Don't get scored on. And don't be a problem. <laughs> and Reggie Jackson is doing that. And he must, I think he's a little bit of a plus of that, where he's actually scoring. He's actually facilitating really well as a, as a point guard. Another, I think, really great fun standout from this game was uh, KCP, Kenny Pope. He held Steph Curry to barely scoring. Steph Curry struggled all games to get shots. And I think the first time Steph Curry actually got room from KCP to score, he immediately made a three and he started scoring after that. But before that, Steph Curry was cold. KCP was not letting him get anything. And this game was just, it was a master class on defense by KCP and also the Nuggets of how to guard Steph Curry. And when you're facing the Warriors, that's like 80% of their offense at this point is just making sure Steph Curry doesn't get hot. 
it's kind of unfortunate. They used to have some really great players, but they're kind of declining with their athleticism and their age. But Steph Curry is still crazy out there. He's scoring. Another fun detail of this is that MPJ, I felt like, was going to be cold the entire game because he missed the first couple shots. And I was like, oh, man, he's got to get some easy shots. He's going to keep jacking up threes or whatever. And then he immediately proved, my, he proved me wrong by just starting, starting to make threes like crazy. And, again, just stepped up. Jamal Murray, his points are gone. His rebounds are gone. That Everything that Jamal is providing, MPJ is saying, okay, yeah, sure, I'll do that too. And I'm, you know, they don't do exactly the same thing on the court. Their games aren't that, you know, similar. But in terms of just the raw numbers and the minutes you need, MPJ and Aaron Gordon, and especially, and MPJ and Aaron Gordon are really adding into, you know, Jamal Murray missing. They're, you know, filling in where they need to. It's really nice to see that because during Jamal Murray's injury, we were hoping MPJ would be able to step up and do that. And then nine games into that season, he also had an injury. So it's kind of fun to see MPJ is basically doing what we were hoping to see in that Jamal Murray MPJ injury year a couple years ago. This was also a cratering from uh, Julian Strother. He was he had a great game against the Pelicans, great game. And then he had a terrible game. Um, there was a terrible defensive possession where he missed a really, really clear rotation, ended up in a really easy dunk for the Warriors, and Aaron Gordon was just yelling at him. Like, how are you supposed to miss that? What are you doing over there? What's wrong? And that's just, you can't do that. And he just can't do that. You can't miss rotations like that, especially on a team like this. You know, you're not going to get minutes. You know, this is a championship team. If you're missing, even if you make all your shots, if you're not good on, if you're not there on defense, you're not at least committing to the team, you're not going to be able to succeed. This is not, it's pretty early in the season, so I don't think it's safe to, you know, accuse him of not being a, a defensive player, not being a team defensive player at least. But, you know, it's kind of indicative. Hey, you know, he had a bad defense stretch there a little bit. But I think overall he has the size to be good on defense. Maybe just a bad game. He's a rookie. Things happen. I The other thing was that this was also a bad game for Peyton Watson. Peyton Watson is starting to look like a non-factor. It's In the Pelicans game, I was surprised he had a 14 points because I felt like he... A plus 14 because I felt like he did nothing. This game, he did nothing and was still a minus. So he was not good this game. And he did, the, I felt like, a lot of the same things he did last time. So he might have just gotten carried a little bit last time. I'm not sure. But to be honest, the bench was just bad overall. They had a minus 8 in box plus, point, uh, box plus minus this game. That is really bad. When the bench was on the floor, they lost by 8 points. And we won by 3. So that means the, ben, the starters had to be a plus high, sorry, a very big plus number to be able to go for that and like that is a big problem we don't want that the bench can be bad but they can't be double digit bad the way they were in this game and it will start to really rear its head the nuggets will lose more games than it feels like they should because the bench cannot handle the moment and the pressure to be able to be out there just to play basketball and to be honest this game just looked like they kind of forgot what they were doing they're just out there and to the point that justin holiday actually came in for peyton watson Peyton Watson, I think, deserved to be benched. And Justin Hall ended up being a plus two. He was better than all of the bench unit. I mean, Zeke was a minus three, so he was the best on the bench. But the worst was Julian Strother. He was a minus eight. So it's just the bench, all the youngins, they just, they kind of fell out this game. They were not prepared for the moment. I'm not sure. You know, I think I think it's unfair to move away from them. Be like, oh, you guys aren't doing it. Let's put in the veterans now. I think we still need to foster them. You know, Christian Brown... Had a bad game, but he's still 
you know, he still won, was part of the championship team, and he played real minutes. So I think it's unfair to, like, basically cast him immediately aside. But this is the first bad game they had, and they looked bad. It almost like they just completely bottomed out, where teams just figured out how to stop them, and they just fall apart as soon as you do that. So the Nuggets bench really just needs to adjust and learn how to play together. And Luckily, we have an entire season to be able to watch that and mature through it. This, um, But going back into kind of the summary of the game, MPJ was just, the fourth quarter was close at this point, coming in the fourth quarter. And MPJ and Aaron Gordon came in with a stagger with the bench unit. Like I said, the bench unit was bad. They needed some bolstering from the starters. And MPJ came in and Aaron Gordon came in. And mostly MPJ just decided that he was going to push the bench to actually being good. And this was the, you know, Jokic, the non-Jokic minutes. And when uh, MPJ and Aaron Gordon were out there with those bench guys, they started to actually win those minutes, which is really good to know that we have that you can, that you can put more starters other than Murray and Jokic with the bench, and it'll, it can actually do well. I think MPJ is actually kind of a, a sneaky good um, stagger option. He's definitely the type of player who would score a bunch on a bench and not really care that much about you know you know like if I, if I get a score with the starters too. I he's. He's done a great job as being a role player, stuff like that. But he's always a, he's always going to be a scorer. He's very good at scoring, and might as well just put him against players who are going to struggle to guard him a lot more. So he just came out there and he really killed the bench, especially because the Warriors bench does kind of a small ball, super small ball. The Warriors are known for their small ball, but they have Chris Paul running the bench. Um, I don't think they really have a backup center. Like I said, Draymond Green was um, out for this game, so. There was just not enough big bodies out there to really guard the Nuggets, and the Nuggets have so much size and length that you need you need to match that. Otherwise, you're going to get dominated if the Nuggets will actually push the button. And to be honest, the Nuggets are almost always pushing that button now, especially Aaron Gordon. If he someone, sees someone who is smaller than him, he gets the ball, and he is just taking it to the rim every time. And really, as this game was coming to the end, Jokic was gassed. He missed two very clutch free throws in the end. We ended up winning... But, you know, it's still kind of like, all right, this is the game at the end of a really grueling stretch in the season. I'm glad we win it. But, man, these guys look tired. I think that was why this game was so ugly. The Warriors also looked tired a little bit like they were all out of sorts. And this game, thankfully, the Nuggets did end up winning it. But this game, I think, could have gone either way towards the end of the game there. The Warriors also just choked a bunch to close the game. It was really both teams just kind of deciding that neither of them, that they should just stay where they're at. Neither team will actually win. I mean, Steph Curry missed an easy layup that he missed it, that he makes a lot of times. Klay Thompson just fumbled a three-point attempt at the very end to uh, tie it to put it in overtime. It was just kind of a ugly end from both teams who are really good teams and very good at executing. But that's just how it is sometimes with really good teams. Um, one last note about the stats is MPJ and KCP had a game high plus 13 this game. So, like I said, KCP was not on offense tearing it up, but he was stopping Steph Curry in his tracks as much as he possibly could. And MPJ, that fourth quarter really just what when he came in, he just started scoring like crazy. I think there was a stretch where he had like a, a block, a three, another block, another three, just something like that, where he just, he basically just, if you count the two blocks as like four points and then his threes is six points, but it's like a 10 point swing basically where he just kind of took over there for like a minute and it was like, oh yeah, well this game is might be over. MPJ is going crazy right now. And really that's, I think, the story of the Warriors game. And I, I think the Warriors is are going to be another good team in the West. The Warriors are kind of inevitable, um, it feels like, in the 20-teens. But now that we're getting to the 2020s, they're not quite as inevitable. They lost last year in the playoffs kind of early. But they are, 
I think, still very well poised to be a good team. Uh, especially now they have Chris Ball coming off the bench. I think they're scary. Um, Chris Ball is one of the few players I've seen actually be able to really exploit Nikola Jokic on defense. All right. So the last and definitely least game of this week was a loss to the Houston Rockets on November 12th on a Sunday. It was a 104-107 to loss with just the bench um, seeming to not really have any life in them at all. Um, nothing on defense, nothing on offense. And really, coming into this game, no, starting this game, the starters went out like a, they scored 30 points in the first half, the first quarter. It was like, man, this game might be over, you know? You know, how, I mean, the Houston Rockets just had the talent deficit. The, you know, the Nuggets can just score at will. It, it looks really easy out there. And then the bench came in, and the bench didn't score. And then they kept not scoring, and the Rockets just kept scoring. Like, it was easy, and it was just kind of slowly petering out of control. And then the 10-something point lead? No. A, 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 like a 7-point to 10-point lead. I don't remember exactly the number, but just dwindled down to, like, four points. Two buckets, and it's like... Okay, that just disappeared in a couple minutes. That is not what we want, and that is really, really not great. And the bench just fell apart. Um, Christian Brown just out there running cardio. Peyton Watson looked like he just didn't know what to do anymore. I'm not sure. Um, uh, Julian Strother just, again, a non-factor on offense. And when he's a non-factor on offense, what is the reason? You know, what are you doing out there, buddy? You got to figure, you know, got to... Find a way to score. I mean, that's what you do, you know. I mean, I know the team also has to get him open. They really should probably try to find ways to get him open. They know he can score, but teams know he can score. You know, he can't just stand around and hope that they give him the ball and the teams just forget to guard him. That's not going to happen again. The Pelicans uh, didn't do that, and uh, I don't think teams are going to do that again. They know he can score, so they he's on the scouting report now. He's got to be able to adjust to that. The one shining star off the bench was Colin Gillespie. Colin Gillespie, like I said earlier, does do his reverse stagger with the, with the starters. So the the shining a little bit, he wasn't actually part of the whole bench, um, but he still, he still played well. I mean, he had a really great inbound pass to Nikola Jokic that was an easy two points. I mean, he's... I don't ever see him doing something that you're like, oh my God, don't do that, don't do that. Like, Or get the ball to someone else, get the ball to someone else. Like, don't, don't touch the ball. Like, you should be doing that. Like, he just seems to always kind of... Put the ball in the, and where it needs to be and just not get in the way, which I think with the starters, when you're a third-string point guard, that is probably the best thing you could do and just try not to get targeted on defense too much and try to give up 100% effort. I focus a lot on how backups really should just not get scored on a bunch. There's a lot of truth to that. Um, and Colin Gillespie just he played well. That reverse stagger was, was going well. The problem is, though, that Reggie Jackson, on the flip side of that, Played terribly with a bench. Um, I I think the bench is probably not his fault. I think it's a team-wide thing. They need to figure out what's going on. They need to figure out sets the offense can run, stuff like that. But Reggie Jackson, I, I don't even really remember him being with the bench very much at all. I might have just forgotten that he was there, which is a problem because he's a point guard. He, he should have the ball often. Um, but, you know, he played well with starters. Um, going into the end of the game, he was actually pretty clutch. He was scoring a lot of points. But he didn't really score until kind of late in the game. I mean, he was just starting point guard. He can't go, he can't not score for that long. And to be honest, a lot of players like just weren't going to score today. I don't really think anyone off the bench scored at all. Um, Nikola Jokic put in a master class, like he always does, with the 36, 12, 21, and 11. So another 35-point triple-double. That's two this week, which I don't know how a man can do that, but he can. And also a plus 12 in the game they lost by three. How do you, I mean, how do you lose a game by three 
but then your best players are plus 12. It just, that's, to me, it's, it's rough. But actually, the reason why you lose that is because the bench was an average minus eight. That is, that's bad. You do not want to be losing games by that much. I mean, the bench can't be bad, but they can't be bottoming out as bad as they are these past two games. And that is, that's rough. And the numbers really say that Zeke Naji was kind of the biggest culprit off the bench. A minus 18. I tend to believe that. I, I'm a big Zeke guy. I really believe in him, but he is just, I don't know. I don't know if he can have a role in this team. He's just, I think he does a lot of things really well, but I think he just needs a new new scene or something. I I like Zeke, but he just, he's not doing much on, the, on both ends. I think part of that is not his fault. The bench runs a kind of switch one through five offense. So I think what often happens is a guard gets Zeke Naji's switch onto them and they go, oh, I'll try to score on this guy. And then Zeke Naji's really great defense. He'll stop the ball. He'll stop them from, you know, getting around him. And then they shoot the ball up. And then you have Christian Brown, Peyton Watson, Julian Strother, and Colin Gillespie all standing somewhere, not boxing out. None of those guys are feel like guys who will box you out. Peyton Watson is not a big guy. He's tall and athletic, but he's not strong. He's not bulky. He's not an Aaron Gordon box you out. He's not a Cole Jokic box you out. He's not a, you know, any big guy box you out. He's not a power forward. I, I don't know why the Nuggets keep playing with power forward. I think it's just because they need him at the position. To be honest, I would rather see Julian Strother leave the rotation and Peyton Watson move up a spot and then they find a, um, then put like Aaron Gordon in um, in that team unit with a stagger. But that's just kind of my thoughts on that one because that bench unit just can't rebound. And part of it at first was it looked like, man, Zeke's just not boxing out and getting rebounds. But I think in reality, it's not really Zeke's fault. I think it's just they don't box out. The team just doesn't. Zeke Nagy will box out three guys, and then they'll get a rebound. But when Zeke Nagy, the way that they play defense, he'll get pulled away from the rim, and then your biggest guy is not there boxing out. He's guarding a guard. So the best he can do is box out a six-foot point guard. Like, what do you, you know, he's not going to be able to get a point uh, rebound there, and the guards need to be able to be physical and box out. And really, uh, Michael Malone said in the post-game conference, that press conference, that, the, the rebounding battle was big. You know, they lost the rebounding battle in this Rockets game, and that's true. I mean, coming into this season, a lot of people thought the Rockets, oh, man, the Rockets aren't great. They've been a little bit of a, a rocket-shaped punching bag for the past couple seasons. Uh, this season, though, they seem to get their act together a little bit. They got real, you know, you know, all-star talent. They got great players around. They seem to be building a culture. Jeff Green went to the Rockets. He's coming off the bench. He actually kind of went crazy in the fourth quarter, started raining threes in the Nuggets, and that's kind of what ended up the game spinning out of control. So Jeff always finding a way. But, yeah, it's tough. And, I mean, I don't know. This game this game wasn't fun to talk about. I, um, I'm i coming off just watching it, so I'm a little bit, I think, a little bit emotional about this game. But, I mean, I can't – it's hard for me to blame, really, any of the starters. I think Aaron Gordon played – he got a lot more points this game than he normally does. I think he – he did exactly what he always does. So, I mean, I don't think you could knock him for anything. The same stat line with uh, that he normally does. MPJ had another great game. Again, seems to be scoring in spades now with Murray gone. So, I mean, MPJ is really stepping up. It's, it's really nice to see, and I hope this is something that when we move into the playoffs, we see MPJ's this ability to score all game. That is something I think would be a really big part of the Nuggets. We're like... Murray Jokic don't have it going. See if MPJ can just score for thirty. You know, can score for ten minutes straight, and it looks looking like he could be able to do that. And another facet of this game was that the defense was solid. Defense was solid, and I think it's safe to assume that the Nuggets' defense this season might be pretty legit. Um, 
in past seasons with Paul Millsap, the Nuggets would have a good season, good um, defense for like part of the first part of the season, and then they would get tired and stop trying, and then the defense would just fall off a cliff, and then they'd just be a really good offense. So just they just they would win games just by kind of outscoring you and trying to get stops when they can. This team though is just it seems that now I'm more confident in them getting defensive stops than I ever have been, and that's good. I mean. You know what? Top 10 defenses usually win championships. That wasn't us last year, but if we have a top 10 defense this year, it's, I think, hard for people, pundits, to point out the Nuggets can't um, can't win a championship. We just did, and we have a better defense. So there's that, which I think is a good confidence point to come off of this game. The Nuggets did hold the Rockets to only 107 points. It's a good, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm excited about that. I mean, the, the Nuggets also held the Warriors to 105, and the Pelicans to 116. The Pelicans game... The Pelicans were hot, but also eh, the defense wasn't, I don't think, as great in that game. But the Nuggets are really having a tightening down on defense, and I don't know exactly what they're ranked in defense, but it sounds like they're doing pretty good, and I'm I'm, I'm really keying into that, and I really hope that the Nuggets, the defense continues to work with them, and that the bench really needs to learn how to not bottom out and actually run some type of offensive sets, whether that's um, setting off-ball screens for Julian Strother to get open, or running a pick-and-roll with Zeke Nagy, letting him rim, roll to the rim, or um, dribble handoffs with Zeke Nagy, or just Reggie Jackson just trying to find ways to ISO or um, trying to find ways that Christian Brown can um, can um, streak to the rim and get dunks or stuff like that and get him open enough to be able to shoot threes because these three-point shots really slow. He can't really score very much. And that was actually a really big part of this game as well. Uh, Christian Brown was just a non-factor. I mean, I think teams just know how to guard him on offense, on offense now. He just, his shot is really slow, so it's not going to get up there very fast. And he's, you, so you can hang back off of him a little bit. And then because you can hang back off of him, he can't get around you because that's like the biggest thing is that if you get up on him, he can just get around you because he's usually faster. But when you can guard him like that, what do you do? And especially if you have a team who's aware of that, you know, really all you have to do is contain him going to the rim and let him stay on the perimeter, that's great. And to be honest, that's what a lot of the bench offense was, was just let's dribble into about the free throw line and then pass the ball out, dribble into the free throw line, pass the ball out, and nothing happening. Very little ball movement. Mostly, not a lot of ball movement, a lot of dribbling and passing, but not a lot of off-ball movement from actual players. A lot of just, oh, you tried it? I'll try it now. And it didn't work, and it was eventually just someone had to find a way to score. And really, just that's not an offense. That's not an offense. You can't run an offense like that. The bench right now is very defense-focused, and that's, I think, probably a right um, identity for the bench to have. But they got to score. I mean, you can't not score. It's the NBA. It's built off scoring. This isn't. A, this is no longer a defensive league. You know, teams are scoring at all-time highs now. You know, historical numbers, and so you can't have a bench that just doesn't score. You know, and they're just a defense. You know, we'll grind it out. I mean, to be honest, this game the bench's defense wasn't even that great. They were getting scored on pretty easily. So something's got to change there. I'm a little bit partial to maybe Justin Holiday coming into the bench. Um, he did pretty well in the Warriors game. Um, I didn't. He didn't play in the Rockets game. I was kind of curious if they would play him because it felt like they were benching Peyton Watson quite a bit. He would just kind of fall apart and they just put him on the bench. Um, but I think instead of this game, they were trying to put stars to the bench and see, oh, can we put this player with them to bun- to bolster them? Can we put this player to bun- bolster them? In the Warriors game, Aaron Gordon and MPJ could do that. This game, no. Really, the only player who was able to bolster the bench was Nikola Jokic, which, what do you do? I mean, <laughs> he can't play 48 minutes a game. <laughs> so... And if you want to have him bolster the bench unit, why not bolster the starters to make him, you know, scoring, outscoring? So really the thing to key into with this bench unit is they cannot be a big minus number. They just have to be 
as close to neutral as possible. They probably will never get there, but, you know, minus five would be a, a pretty good bench unit, and people would think of the Nuggets bench as being deep. But all the Nuggets fans out there would know the bench is kind of kind of iffy, and that's what it was kind of last year. Bruce Brown wasn't the greatest player coming off the bench. In the playoffs, though, he really blossomed into a role. So that will wrap up a lot of the stuff about the three games this week. We do have three more games this coming week. We have um, an in-season tournament game on Tuesday. It's the second one. The first one's against the Mavs. This one is going to be the uh, uh, Clippers. Then we have a uh, game against the Pelicans again, and then we have the Cleveland Cavaliers. So three games this week. It feels like not a lot because how much we've been playing recently, but I'm always happy to have some basketball games. And that's it. Thank you.